we're putting God first and believing that he's going to help us accomplish our impossible goals. I'm Melody Bateman. I'm a running coach, and I believe in letting the real you out. I'm Tracy Robbins King, and I'm a creation coach. I am enthusiastic about helping people make incremental progress. And we're three peas in pod as we're entrepreneurs, runners, and podcasters. So there's going to be a lot of nerding out. Episodes drop Monday. Woo woo. Hey everybody, welcome to the 52 Weeks Podcast. We got Melody, Steph, and Tracy here, and today we're going to talk about awesome things. Okay guys, so what were your wins and lessons learned this week? Want me to go first? Sure. Okay, so wins this week. I would say that I took, well my husband and I went on a date. We went to the crater up in Midway and uh, I don't know if it's Hebrew or, or Midway. I think it's Midway. I don't understand that. So that's not my, under my under, understanding, but it was really wonderful. And it was just a reminder to me to, to put an effort, remind yourself, like just how much it matters to put an effort to your marriage and to dating your spouse and staying curious. I've been reading a book called Eight Dates by the Gottmans. And it's actually by somebody else. It's co-authored by another group too, but I, they said that one of the keys to having a happy marriage is to stay curious about your, your partner. So it's really important that we stay engaged with our partners and that we stay curious about them because we're going to constantly be learning things about them throughout our lives, especially if we're asking open-ended questions and putting down our phones and listening to each other those things matter a lot. So that's the victory that I'm going to share from this past week. Did you say something else? Victories in what? I said your wins and lessons learned. Oh, lessons learned. I also learned, I'll tell you one lesson as well. So one lesson learned is I did a similar thing to you, Melody. Yeah. Yesterday I was feeling anxious and I could sense that there was like, it was just sticking around. And I was like, why are you here? And I finally opened up my notebook and just wrote down, hey, anxiety, or my anxiety's name is Lisa. So I said, hey, Lisa, like, what are you trying to protect me from right now? And I wrote down four different things that were clearly like building up that I was anxious about in my life. And as soon as I literally wrote them down, it was gone. Amazing. Again, amazing. It was like one of those contrast experiences like you shared previously. It really was that immediate. As soon as I addressed the four things, it went away. Whoa. You found a secret weapon. That's fantastic. It was amazing. And also I think I didn't realize how many like layers. There's just so many layers to sometimes anxiety. It's like there's four different things that are building up. So you've got to address all of those things. And as soon as you do, you'll feel the relief. So that's yeah. a lesson learned this week. Cool. I feel like it's kind of like unlocking a new level each time. And then you get to like the boss, like the bad guy. And then you destroy him and your anxiety goes away. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Steph? Um, I think that a big victory was that we had a packed house for the coalition. So that felt really nice. 
Yeah, um, we did. And we had a ton of people and people had a good time and people were there until like almost 10 chatting. So that's always a good sign of a, a good event. And I think the lesson learned was, um, you know, I am just trying to every night um, get like the little things done daily so that they don't build up and it's just so nice to like wake up every day in a clean house and like I was telling Melody on our run this week I was like you know like when you have your ducks in a row it's not exciting like people don't like as a society we love drama right but when, <laughs> when you're just like consistently doing your thing it's like people don't care they are asking about that but it feels so good so that's my other little victory is I've just felt like very like organized in a lot of areas and it feels really good. That's awesome. I really love that conversation we had about how, um, yeah, like when all of our ducks in a row, like when, when everything is going right, which is, it's always the goal, right? Like everything is going right, but then we're like, this is really boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so trying to, I, one thing that we said that, because when we brought that up, I was really confused and I was like, yeah, so then why are we trying to like get all of our ducks in a row? What's the point if it's boring? Um, but then we decided that, yeah, but also when all your ducks are in a row, you feel like a deep, full happiness versus a like temporary high when with all the drama and the ups and downs. And like, it's like, like when Tracy was talking about the emotions, that's where like the peace is. Like, I don't feel like I have to run around like doing all these things because I've gotten them done or yeah like it just feels a lot more peaceful or even like simple example I hate filling up my gas tank but like mm. since I've been um doing these little tasks daily now I'm not like running on empty being like am I going to last <laughs> just yeah. because I don't want to fill up my gas tank but now, like, I'm not getting that low. And so it's just, like, those types of things that, um, yeah, they just create less drama in your life. I love that. All the little things add up, right? Yeah. So my big win for this week was um, kind of similar to yours, Tracy's. I was able to turn my anxiety off. And this was a big win for me because this anxiety was built around my schedule and I have many many times I sit down to plan my week and I have too much to do I overbook myself it's just too complicated to try to figure out where to fit everything and I get so overwhelmed and my anxiety just shoots through the roof and it's um there's these warning signs I have of things like these warning signs are leading to a breakdown. And when I'm doing my schedule and my anxiety gets this high and I, I get these yucky feelings, it's like, I get these warning signs that, Oh crap. Um, like I'm headed for a breakdown and I know that uh, like a breakdown is going to happen this weekend. And that happened. So on Sunday, I just got super overwhelmed. Um, I couldn't sleep Sunday night, woke up Monday morning, super, super tired and exhausted. And I was like, uh Oh, like, this is going to be a bad week. I'm going to have another breakdown. I'm going to end up crying all day Wednesday and not being able to get anything done. And um, one thing that I did is I 
wanted to hop on the Marco Polo and complain to you guys. Um, but then I remembered to go to God first. So I went to God. I asked for help. And yesterday I spent probably about three hours redoing my schedule and just figuring some things out. But once I was able to redo my schedule um, with God's help, he's able to help me figure a lot of things out. And I also am using my tip that I just posted on Instagram of not scheduling more than nine hours a day. Anyways, I did that. And then my anxiety was gone. Like I was able to stop a breakdown from happening this week, which that's the first time I've ever done that. Every time I have felt like I'm going towards a breakdown, it happens every time. I've never been able to stop it before. So that was my win. That is amazing. That is amazing. Oh my word. I am so excited. Thanks. That's incredible that you did something you've never done before. You've never been successful at stopping it and you did. Thank you. Thanks for being a cheerleader. <laughs> and look at that smile on her face. I just love seeing how proud you are of yourself. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so that that was that was big. I was really excited about that. Um, yeah, and I guess I guess my lesson learned would be going to God first. I think that was the first time that I really like consciously put that into practice. And I'm really glad that I did because he helped me. And my testimony has been strengthened this week of God really does care about what we care about. And if we ask him for help, he will help. So awesome. Okay. So this week we had our burn run. So the topic for this podcast is the atonement. So we did the burn run. So I just wanted to ask, oh, let me explain what the burn run is really quick. So what we did is we got this, what is the paper even called, Steph? It's called flash paper. It's like magician paper. Flash paper. Could we put like a link to it in the show notes so other people can get flash paper if they want? So flash paper. So we got flash paper and we wrote down all of the things that we wanted to like let go or all the things we wanted to burn in our lives on this paper. So we wrote down um, experiences, thoughts, feelings, things that we want to let go. And then we went on a run and then we lit the paper on fire and then the paper just like lights on fire and it just like disintegrates. It just like disappears in the air. It's super cool. So it was kind of a, a symbolic, like we're letting these things go. So I just wanted to ask you guys, what did you guys learn from doing the burn run and how did you feel afterwards? Well, I fell on my butt a lot because it was icy <laughs> and I wasn't prepared for it. Um, but, you know, like I wanted to let some things go with um, toxicity that I feel at work with certain individuals. And I feel like that was good like to talk to you guys about it, but then to also and be able to like let that go and like see this week as I've been in the office of like hey like what these guys because these coworkers have a little bit of negativity well a lot of negativity and it's just really hard to be around that and to not have it affect you and so but I just like wanted to work and after we did the burn run and I was like nope like their stuff is not my stuff. Like their opinions are not my opinions. Like 
what they say isn't going to affect me. And I feel like that like sort of took that like power um, back, which is really like nice. Um, and I think that like anytime you like write something out, you talk about it and you burn it, there's just this like power in letting go and being like, I am the one that can control how I feel in a situation. And like these were things that I wanted to, like we were, we were all different things that we wanted to let go of and, and symbolically like give to the savior to help us, so. How, how did that go this week at work? I know we kind of talked about it on our run, but. Yeah, I, I just feel like I had a, a better attitude. I mean, so I like work most days from home. So work, work from home days are great, but with some coworkers, when I go into the office, it's really like doom and gloom. And that's a little bit harder to hear because I'm not like watching the news all the time. I'm not, you know, like I'm, I'm sort of in this bubble and I'm fine with that but it's really hard to be around a lot of negativity. So like this week I just was like, nope, I'm not paying attention to it. And, um, and it really helped out a lot. That's awesome. What about you, Tracy? So I feel like this is interesting for me cause I've actually had some, I've had a lot that's come up emotionally for me since the run. So I feel like on Friday night when I went on the date with my husband, I feel like we were able to have a more heartfelt conversation as a result of the burn run. And I was able to share some things with him that I think previously have been hard to share. And we went over them. We just went over some of the things from my past and some things that happened in my previous dating experiences. And he listened, he listened to them and it was really effective. And I felt like it made me feel really loved and safe with him. And then um, I had just such a great week last week, you guys, there were just so many positive experiences. I had so many victories, so many positive interactions with so many different people. And then this week I, on Sunday, <laughs> I got released from my calling. Um, not released, but I was asked, like, I'm going to be getting a new calling. And so they they called me up and were like, hey, we want to meet with you. And I was like, ah, I can't meet today, but if you want to wait, we can meet at a different time. They're like, oh, I'll just do it over the phone. So I was released from my calling and I'll be released officially next week, this Sunday. But um, it just was really hard on me to be released from this calling. And like, I bawled and I don't do that very often. Like I really cried about it. And I realized um, there were some stories that were operating underneath the surface there as well. And I haven't totally unpacked all of that, but that was a really hard time for me. And I call, I cried to David that night again before I went to bed and just like had another catharsis. And then on Monday morning, I accidentally misunderstood this whole situation. And I went to go play pickleball with a group of people that I hadn't been invited to play. And it was just this really awkward situation that I made even more awkward instead of, I feel like just being like, oh, my mistake. Like, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was kind of like, it just became really awkward. 
And when I left, I cried in my car like a little high school girl who feels left out or junior high or middle, I mean, or like elementary. I mean, it brought back feelings from like my whole entire growing up. And I honestly just use the technique that I've I've learned from Craig Berthold, which the full cup, and he tells you to anchor. So you literally hold like in between your thumb and your index finger, you hold in between that space with your two fingers from your other hand. This is called anchoring, but you hold and then you trace back all the times you felt that emotion. And it was, it was rejection, right? Like I felt left out, I felt rejected. And so I just like traced back, you know, all these times in my life that I have felt those emotions. And I realized that that's one of the most dominating experiences that has, it's probably one of a dominating emotion I don't want to feel is I don't want to feel rejected. And we all get rejected in life. Like it's just part of the experience. But I was able to, to go back to a younger version of myself. And I was able as adult Tracy to go tell her how much I love her and to reassure her just of the care that I have for her and how much I'm, I'm so invested in her and that I don't reject her and that I love and I accept her and that she gets to love and accept herself too. And I was just able to talk to her and I was able later to like include the savior and have him with us. Like he was beside me talking to her about it, but I just feel like it was this super powerful experience of realizing that this is just something I've experienced a lot and all of us have, but I've also experienced a lot of acceptance. Like I also could see how much like people have been inclusive. Like I've just been surrounded by so many inclusive people that it's almost surprising when something happens that triggers that. Even if the person didn't intend to be not inclusive, because I don't feel like that's the intention of all at all, but that wasn't the intention. But I feel like what ended up happening was that I felt just like this little vulnerable girl, like being, you know, I just, it brought up all those emotions. And instead of kind of trying to be like, why am I being like this? I just let myself feel it. And I, and I went with it and I was able to just experience that and realize like rejection is probably one of the key emotions that I, I have the most to unpack and like process in that way. So some people talk about failure. For me, it's rejection. It's not being, it's not being part of the group. It's, and I just realized there's so much of that story that still operates in my adult world. And there's time for me to like, remember that I love and accept me. Um, whether or not I feel rejected by other people is not actually like, that doesn't always mean it's the truth. It just means that like, it's my believed reality. So just an interesting experience. <laughs> that was kind of, a, that was a long answer, but that was my takeaway is that I feel like I was able to process, like I've just been able to bring things up that needed to, like, I feel like that was a result harsh that was connected to the burn run. I feel like there were things about that experience that I realized are unresolved <laughs> in. And so I, I was able to see this bigger deal, like this bigger issues, like be the catalyst to help me figure out more about myself. Wow. 
moral of the story, everyone do a burn run. Also, let's spend the rest of this podcast unpacking everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many questions. First of all, I think it's amazing that you turned what could have been a really yucky experience into a good one. It will not only a good experience, but like a a beautiful experience. You learned a lot about yourself, it sounds like. Um, It makes me think of uh, an episode that I just listened to on your podcast, Tracy. I don't even, I don't remember her name, but she talked about this car accident she witnessed and how it was this terrible, this terrible thing. And she said it, it would have turned into trauma until she, she did this technique that she knew of and she actually was able to turn it into like um a a good experience a beautiful experience i guess not necessarily good experience but anyways i feel like you could have for the rest of your days just been better and that could have been another thing to like put in your bucket of rejection in your life you know and you could have looked back and be like oh that stupid day when those stupid people rejected me and you know but instead you like felt your feelings and you practiced the techniques that you know and you learned a lot about yourself and you were able to invite the savior in one question i have is or or i guess this is more of another observation is i feel like you wouldn't have known to do what you did if you haven't, if you didn't do all the work that you've done up to this point, I think it's, that just goes to show the importance of doing this kind of work. So when things like that happen, you can turn a yucky experience like that into a good experience. Yeah. Thanks for that. I was going to tell you that the episode is Jennifer Fiegelson and it's from this past week and it's the uh, she shares that experience at the end of the podcast, and it's really powerful. And she used sound therapy to get through that. She used uh, the capacity that we have to create a vibration in our in our own systems based on a sound we create, right? Which is really cool. So, yeah. Okay, I didn't I didn't remember if it was the last one because I've been listening to all your episodes kind of like out of order. So, yeah. So I think that's freaking fantastic. I'm glad that the burn run. Um, brought so much up for you so in a, in a good way so um for for me so so Steph has done this before and she said that after she did it she felt super light and I was like so excited to feel that light feeling and at first I didn't feel it because I think we were all freezing and in pain because we were slipping and falling on ice and we were all kind of terrified because Tracy almost died by fireball. And so I didn't really feel the feelings right after, but I was actually driving home after that and my brain was somewhere else. I just was thinking. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I feel really light. I feel really, really good right now. And I was like, it worked. Steph was right. That worked. Like, it just felt good to let go of those things. And then I think like a a specific example of how it helped is um, I drove past my old job. And most of the time I have very yucky feelings, very negative thoughts. And I drove past my old job and I thought, I love them. And it's okay. And I just didn't care. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Since then, I have driven past 
and I have had negative thoughts again. <laughs> but um, I just I had this one moment of like, I let it go. I was able to drive past and not care. And I want to always have that feeling. And I just keep remembering, like, that's something I burned. I promised that I would let that go. And so I'm going to keep keep working on that. One thing that I am really struggling with is um, some of the things that I wrote down were like thoughts that I have about myself. Um, and I've realized that those are the hardest things to let go of. When it's when it's other people, when it's like yucky feelings towards other people, it's all hard. It's all hard to let go of this stuff. But I realize that that is a lot easier than letting go of the yucky things I think about myself. So just, just an observation. Oh, and one thing, sorry, my train of thought is all over the place all the time. Um, but Tracy, you were saying how rejection is a big thing for you. And an another thing that I wanted to say about that is that really surprised me because from the outside looking in, even from the very first day I, I met you, my first impression of you was just like, like confident and outgoing. And like when you got up to talk at the Utah Podcast Coalition, you just like you filled this space like you were just so confident. And that's always how I viewed you. So it's really surprising that that is something that you struggle with. And I, I think I, I would also say that that's that probably is the that's a big thing I struggle with and probably something a lot of people struggle with right um and I don't know you saying that just was like oh other people feel that too even Tracy King feels that <laughs> so right. I appreciate you appreciate you sharing that but that's that's one thing that that I need to figure out is how to let go of those feelings and maybe it's just baby steps maybe I maybe like burning a piece of paper and saying okay I'm done with that I'm totally letting that go was too big of a step um and I just need to you know like um like what Rachel curfew says two millimeters at a time right yeah. just a little bit of progress and honestly I think that's what it was I think it's a symbolic gesture of a decision to continue to like to let things go and it's a symbolic gesture of I'm not gonna let your stuff your stuff mess with me anymore kind of a, a decision to be more conscious about how we're interacting with what things are coming in and what things we're letting stay and what things we're kicking back out so i think that's that's powerful and i i would also add when you said when i talked about my experience um this was actually enough of an awkward experience and such a negative experience for me on saturday i mean on monday morning that i passed by this neighbor's house and I, he was outside and I like ignored him. Like I passed by without, I went the other direction and it was cause I was like, ah, still too soon. Like, uh, raw feelings are still here. And I need to, I need to sort of like, cause I, I feel like he, yeah, I feel like he acted inappropriately too. And so there is, this <laughs> it's like, I'm holding you accountable. <laughs> But the truth of the matter is that no, that's that's not the answer, right? The answer is to like the elixir of forgiveness is the most powerful one because then you stop holding on to these emotions. But sometimes you really have to to give that some time for it to properly get there. Totally. Yeah. And like it, it still has been helpful just knowing like 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 you said, like I've made 
that conscious decision. That's something that was on that paper that I burned. So I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. So it was fantastic. And okay. So in preparing for this podcast, I was thinking about how the burn run was like the atonement. And at, at first I feel like it's kind of obvious, but at first I was like, but wait, how is it really like the atonement? And, and I realized, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, or if you have different thoughts on this, but I feel like the things that we wrote down on that paper, I feel like they were sins. And I, I feel like that that's kind of a, a really strong, harsh way to put it, but it's true. Like these negative feelings that we think towards other people and towards ourselves, uh, these negative thoughts, like those really are sins, right? They make us feel yucky and focus on the fire. Christ is the fire, right? We burned the paper and Christ just made all of it disappear. But we had to work to to get there. We had to feel the feelings and process them. You guys, before we burned the paper, we sat in Tracy's car for like two hours. And we we basically just, we talked out all of our feelings. We we got angry. I, I, I even got teary-eyed at some points. Um, I know if I was alone, I would have totally cried because it was a lot to process. We were feeling all these feelings. So, and then we had to climb up this super icy hill and we fell a few times to get to where we wanted to get to, right? So I've been thinking about how the burn run is like the atonement. And when I first started thinking about it, I was like, how is this like the atonement? How does this relate? But then I was like, it's kind of obvious. So we we wrote down all of our you know, thoughts and feelings on this paper. And I realized that the things we wrote on this paper are sins. And I know that's kind of, I feel like sin is a really strong word but it's true i was i was like they it really is sins like these negative thoughts and feelings that we think about ourselves and other people they're sins and they make us feel yucky right and we've talked about how christ is the fire and christ comes in and he burned up this paper and he just took it all away and we felt light and fluffy and happy afterwards and i also feel like we had to work to get there. It's not like we just pulled out a match and lit it on fire and it was done, right? We we decided to go up into the icy mountains and we fell a few times to get there. We couldn't get the the match or the, the lighter to start. Like that was a struggle for us. It fell in the snow. We had to clean it out. Like it, it was work to burn that paper. Um, but but we worked to get there. We asked Christ for help and, and, and he helped us. And one more thing that I wanted to point out is there was like fun and laughter in there too. I feel like a lot of people view repentance as this totally miserable, hard experience, but I feel like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be miserable. Like you can sprinkle laughter and fun and like repenting, repenting can be fun. Repenting is happy. It's a good thing. It's not a miserable thing. It, it is hard. It is, it's supposed to be hard. Right. Um, and another thing that we did to work to get there is we had to sit in our feelings, feel the feelings, process the feelings, right? Like we sat in your car, Tracy, for two hours talking to each other about the things we were going to burn. And, and we, we laughed and we cried and we got angry and we just felt all those feelings. And I feel like that's totally necessary. I think 
you know, God gave us feelings and emotions for a reason, right? And I think that that's just part of the process is feeling all of those things. But then after you feel them, Christ helps you let them go. So do you guys have any thoughts on that? Sometimes I don't like, like, talking about, like, repentance, right? And being like, okay, we have to repent from these emotions because I feel like it just seems like ugh, everything. Like, we have to, like, we're so imperfect. We're always going to have to repent for everything, you know? But I think that, like, in thinking about it as, like, because we have Christ he's there, he's, like, actually felt all these emotions. He felt when Tracy felt embarrassed about going to pickleball and she wasn't invited, you know? Like, he's how I, he's felt how I feel when I feel like an imposter at times of doing stuff in podcasting or in dating my heartbreak or, or whatever it might be. Like, he feels those raw emotions and he knows, like, it, it's not that just that he's being like, wow, I, I get how you feel, but he actually, like, has felt all of those emotions. And um, I think that that is really cool that we have someone that, like, not only is sympathizing with us, but actually gets it um, and knows all the inner workings of all our relationships and, and those feelings that we have. And I think that, like... Um, you know, one of my absolute favorite talks is by Brad Wilcox. And when he's talking about the atonement and he talks about how like uh, a mother teaching their their child to play the piano, it's not like, oh, you hit one wrong note, you can never play again. Like in the, the realm of piano, it's not like you either play at Carnegie Hall or you fail. Um, but there's all these things in between and that, that that's life, that that's the atonement that like, the, that the the savior knows that we're going to hit these wrong notes and that's why heavenly father like created this plan that we could have a savior and that um that he is there um when we stumble and to help us repent to help cleanse us so that's just what i was thinking about that so i have, I have a lot of thoughts on this do you want to just melody do you want to respond to that and then i'll say something yeah, I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I was just – oh, nope, I lost it again. I was going to say – I lost it. Go ahead, Tracy. Okay. I'll, I'll think so of it. I was going to say that. I have – so ever since the podcast episode with Christina Judd on Faith and Repentance, it has really shifted my mindset um, even around the word atonement. The reason why it's shifted my mindset is because I'm, I, I prefer to use the word Jesus – I prefer to use the word Jesus Christ because that's who the atonement is. The atonement is Jesus. And if we ever get confused about what that word is, just remember that's Jesus. It's accessing him. It's accessing his power. It's, access, it's accessing all that he's done for us. And so for me, that has been so helpful because I will tell you that for years, I was a little bit confused by the atonement. And I was like, what does this even mean? Like, what are we saying when we're saying atonement? And how do I know if I'm accessing it? And the way we access the atonement or the way we access Jesus is by praying and by repenting. That's how we access him. We can access him when we're walking down the street, thinking thoughts that we're like, oh, frustrated. We can give that to him. We can lay it on him. And so I just feel like that has been 
a hugely powerful concept for me that I have now been focusing on. It's just like, just Jesus, right? Like I just need to go straight to Jesus. If there's anything that's like messing with that relationship, I'm going to let those things go and just remember that I'm focusing on the Savior and on His mission and on why He came here and what He can do for me. And I, one of the things, one of my friends, Christina, she, she published a um, post yesterday and she said, honestly, Christ was transformational because basically all He told people was like, if you believe, then you can be healed. If you believe, then anything is possible. You can walk on this water. Just keep your eyes on me. And it wasn't because of what they did. It was because of their belief that they made it to Christ. And so I'm, I've become quite a belief, like how much more for me, one of the focuses of my life has been, how can I have faith and believe in God and believe in what Jesus offers me when it doesn't make any sense? when it's not obvious. And I think especially with my fertility journey, that has been something that I've, I've thought, how can I have faith instead of fear? How can I choose to believe when it isn't working out? How can I choose Jesus right now in this moment or whatever negative emotions or positive emotions I'm even experiencing or indifferent emotions, how can I believe him? like really believe that he can do what he said he did he does even if i don't burn a piece of paper or i don't whatever it may be i just feel like the lord he does love effort but what he ultimately wants us to do is believe believe in him and have faith in what he can do for us and so that's something that was sticking out to me and and the thoughts on repentance i really loved what you said about how our thoughts and our our these beliefs that we have are sins they really are because they separate us from our identity as a child of God. And anything that separates you from your true self in and of itself is something we must like release and, and, and continually ask for help. And that's why it's going to be an onward process for a long time, like way beyond this realm, way beyond this life. Like we're going to keep on just getting more refined as time goes on. But one of the things that came to me is the talk that was given by President Nelson that says we can do better and be better. And this is given in April of 2019 in General Conference. And he said, um, too many people consider repentance as punishment, something to be avoided except in the most serious circumstances. But this feeling of being penalized is engendered by Satan. He tries to block us from looking to Jesus Christ, who stands with open arms, hoping and willing to heal forgive, cleanse, strengthen, purify, and sanctify us. The word for repentance in the Greek New Testament is metaneo. The prefix meta means change. The suffix noeo is related to Greek words that mean mind, knowledge, spirit, and breath. Thus, when Jesus asks you and me to repent, he is inviting us to change our mind, our knowledge, our spirit, even the way we breathe. He is asking us to change the way we love, think, serve, spend our time, treat our wives, teach our children, and even care for our bodies. And I just think that is so powerful, right? This idea that he's inviting us, I think, to just experience more of his joy. He's inviting us to fulfill our purpose, which is that men are that they might have joy. And so I think he's inviting us to get closer to that as we go to him and give it to him. So those are a lot of thoughts. Oh, that's fantastic. That's way better than like, you're all sinners, repent, feel shame, 
repent of what you've done. Uh, and I, I think that's kind of that's kind of what I wanted to comment on earlier, Steph. Like, you, I think that's kind of what you're saying is like, sometimes it just feels like we just always have to repent and just like, and I also wanted to say that I love that everything that you guys shared and how everyone has a different perspective on the atonement. That's another beautiful thing about the atonement is everyone connects to it in a different way. And I think that's so beautiful. And I love um, replacing the word atonement with Jesus Christ because the atonement is Jesus Christ. And I think that makes it make a lot more sense. So Thank you for sharing that. Okay, to wrap up here, does anyone else have any more thoughts on the burn run or the atonement before we wrap up? Okay, all right. So to wrap up here, just wanted to touch base and see how you guys did on your goals this week and what are your goals for this next week? Okay, I'm gonna go first. So, okay. uh, the uh, my habits. So, my big goal was to get my Brook Snow like journal questions to be doing those and working on them, and they ended up being such a blessing to me when I used one of the questions on what. But I I used more than that. I journal questioned. So since last last week's call. I, I only journaled three times, but that was better for me than I have been doing. So I was happy with that. And Ooh. I did put it into my schedule, but I would ignore it, which is an interesting thing to look at. Uh, so I feel as, I, re I realized what it needs to do. It needs to be fit in, fitted or put into a place where I can actually like, okay, I just need to do one question. I just need to do two, but giving myself this block of time, eh, it's not going to work for me. So I'm, I'm going to have to do like, 10 minutes of journaling or five minutes or whatever, but um, I really enjoyed it. And I learned some really things, some beautiful things from those questions and actually pondering and giving those the time that they require. That was so helpful. And I'm grateful I did that. And then everything else in regards to I, my posture exercises, I actually did them like Yay. three times this past week. So that's not every day, but I did them. And um, that was awesome. When I got in the Tony Robbins training that's happening right now, uh, I he did Ego Skew or uh, Ego Skew. Do you know Ego Skew? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. It's what I use for my posture exercises and, and it's amazing. And they did the same like exercises. I was like, wait, those are things I do. He had him come on to like help prepare our bodies. Oh. Before we did. And so cool. it was just amazing. But I was like, wow, that's like a testament that I feel like I'm on the right, like this has been like the right thing to do anyway, but it was great. Cool. And then I changed up a several of my habits to be more aligned with myself, but um, I had, I feel like I've been doing pretty great. Uh, the two servings of veggies was harder than I expected. I changed from no sugar drinks to just two servings of veggies. And I'm surprised by the fact that I don't, I have one for sure, but two, not as often as I'd like to. So yeah, I learned more about two servings of veggies and I learned, I just, so I, but I feel like I'm, I'm on the right path and I'm being more consistent. So those are the wins for me. And this next week, I'm going to continue to do the journal questions and keep on working on building the coaching business and getting that stuff out there for people to receive the services. Yay. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, thank you.
Steph, what, um, how did you do in your goals last week and what are your goals for this week? So I've just been plugging along on my monthly like goals, trying to get those done. Um, so, I mean, when this airs, it's the last day of the month, but I have um, six more days of the month. And so I'm um, just working on finishing all of those things of my six areas that I'm working on. Um, and that's what I'm planning on this week. Sweet. I said in the last episode that I was going to do breathing work every day and I didn't do it one day, but I have been paying attention to my breathing, especially during my exercises. And I just have been a lot more conscious of my breath. And it's interesting. I've noticed some things like I've noticed that when I'm nervous, I talk really, really fast. And then I like, right. I think, I think a lot of people do that. And I also noticed like where my breathing is restricted and certain exercises and different movements. And so it was kind of fun to pay attention to that. Um, one thing that I realized is actions speak louder than words. And I feel like I keep saying, I, I feel like my actions haven't been matching my words. I keep saying what my goals are and I keep saying what I want to work on, but then I work on different things. And so this week I want to work on being more aware of what my priorities really are so I can match my words and my actions. I think I know what my priorities are because I feel like I'm progressing and I'm in, improving every day, but I'm not, I'm not saying what I'm doing, if that makes sense. So I want to uh, be aware of that this week and, and get clear on what my priorities really are and what I really am working on. So Okay, and our challenge for everybody this week is to do your own version of a burn run. Whether you do what we did and you get flash paper, or maybe you just write on a normal piece of paper and you burn it in a fire, or, or maybe you just think about what things you want to consciously let go of. And if you guys do this, reach out to us, tell us your experiences, and we'll catch you guys next week. Toodles! Oh. Uh-huh.